Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage in wonderful, sunny Santa Cruz, California. Santa Cruz. We, as usual, have another big house tonight. Uh, we got lots to talk about, though. Uh, I am not the host, but I'm the intro guy, uh, Douglas. Uh, hosting tonight, we have Liza. Hey there, my people. Did you She's miss me? Back. She's back. Uh, running the board, we got Zach. Yes. In the corner, it's Bagel. Power concedes nothing without a demand. <laughs> the beautiful Emma. Uh, bonjour, mes amis, uh, On the couch tonight, we got Kat. Hi. Mike's not here because he's on his phone. <laughs> I'm here. How yeah. you doing? On the couch as well as Knock. Hi. We got Naked Jim. Liza's penis is upsetting me. <laughs> <laughs> it's upsetting everyone. It's upsetting. It starts it's looking at me now. It's her birthday gift. Come uh, on. Next to Jim it. is Cyclops. Isaac. That's not mine, baby. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> We've got another Jim. Good evening. How's it going? Uh, we got Dukaki Dave back there. <laughs> <laughs> Dave here. Uh, Peanut Gallery, we got Ashley and David. <laughs> hello, hello. Hey, thanks, Douglas. Hey, Bosley, you want to come back in the room? He's standing under a chair, staring at the wall, which always creeps me out <laughs> when animals do that. Ghosts. I, I, I assume he can see the ghosts. There's ghosts. That probably means there's another possum around. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hope it comes out tonight. Just so you all know, over here in the possum corner, if it comes out, watch out. I'm lunging. Okay. Towards it, not away from it. I Don't trip you on your penis. I the possum last time. <laughs> I know. You know yeah. Yeah. Liza, you should throw your penis at it. <laughs> yes. Please, please for, don't. For the please listeners don't. who don't know what's going on, Detachable Liza, her, penis. her birthday got a, uh, a packing penis. So this is... This is, is a soft latex <laughs> penis that you would stuff down your pants to make your dick look bigger. Do you, is that what wow. you And it's now dangling between her legs. Thank on the God chair. you clarified. She found that. a hole in her pants well, like right pants. around yes. her butt, and it's been straight down <laughs> all day. <laughs> it should be big. How come it's not penis. bigger then? It should be a really big one. Right? I imagine these things Wait, like can in, I have in a it? box. I want to play with it. Now I know. I want you all to know what I feel like. Like I'm always a little too close. Just if you're, if like, yes. if somebody's in the same room with me and they have a penis, I'm always kind of aware of like, okay, just. Just stay over there. Stay over there. Now Jim's got She's that same look at, at me. I do. Well, I was thinking, straight at Jim. I was going to rub up against you naked earlier, but you were talking to R1 Rich, and I have too much respect <laughs> for him. This, you know, this so penis I, has aged so much in the past has, couple hours. It, it looks like any so other dick dirty. Thing. Okay, like, I imagine this thing to be packed in a box from an Amazon yeah. like, thing, you know? Like, <laughs> that is instead a of that air packaging, like, you get a hundred of these. That's definitely a, a, a wet noodle. Bucket it. Hold, hold it up, Knock. I want to get a photo of you with it. This go. is a great motorcycle <laughs> podcast. <to get> going. <laughs> How is that supposed to fit with what you already have? Anyway? I believe it's for you get a people special, who don't already have one. It's mostly you get like a special underwear. All right, can we just get going? I mean, and you we don't put the little to... wiener through no, the No, no, no. We're still on this, Knock. I will say it's the first time I've seen Liza use her dickhole underwear. <laughs> the instant access hole. First of all, hey, I wanted to give a thanks to Douglas and to Knock for covering while I was gone. You yeah. guys did a really good job. Yeah, uh, shout out. I awesome. had a great time listening. Um, I, well, it would be shit without the people, the rest of the people sitting in the room. So, oh. yeah, but you, oh, you did really a good wrangle, did a good job wrangling them, and I had a fun experience when I was with. Phil and we were doing rounds in his truck and on Mondays he listens to this podcast. Hey Phil. Sorry Phil. And, uh, Yo, what up? I got great delight that as you guys were talking about stuff, he was talking back to the the, the truck stereo <laughs> with answers to the questions you had. And nice. I turned around and said, oh, 
I do the same thing to you. I'm always yelling back at you. So I thought that was really cool. So what were we wrong about? No, not that you were wrong. I forget if it was trying to diagnose a bike or something. He we were just slow. We weren't, we're not wrong. We're just slow. It was fun. And so she, thank you, you guys. You did a great job. I want to get you to do you. that some more. Um, hey, um, we'll talk real quick about today. Did anything happen today? Yeah. What, what happened We today? got Kat's mini bike ready yeah. for gas, and then we realized we didn't have any two-stroke yeah. oil. Oh! So we were like ready to put gas in it and fire it up. But, you um, can't just use regular oil. You guys gotta be two. It's gotta oil. be two stroke. Yeah. yeah, and it's a different ratio than our other mini bike. Yeah, it's fifty to one. So yeah. the other mini bike's twenty to one. So we didn't want to like you know wow. <laughs> keep adding and subtracting one. and it. Yeah. yeah. So and we yeah, had, it's weird, right? That's twenty to one. It's really that's really rich. Oil. We like pulled the the carb on it and it was straight up gooey lacquer in the car. Yeah. It was yeah. like a there. viscous this fluid. Is, we don't even know how big this bike is. Yeah. It could be a twenty five or a thirty five or something. Cat bought it for like thirty. Five bucks. We'll start yeah. a little dirt bike. Yeah. So, and um, we had a new person show up. Um, that would be Rebecca and Alan. And Alan, Rebecca showed up on her Honda Shadow, was it? No, it was 2015 that's Shadow. That's who Mike, yeah. Mike no, it wasn't a Shadow. It was, it was, it was like yeah. a stealth or something, some cool-ass name. There's like 10 kinds of Shadow. It was a good-looking um, bike. It was pretty. And so there, she, There's like 10 different kinds of Shadows. All yeah, she needed like shadow to spirits, do... Shadow Spirits, Shadow... No, this is shadow. a newer one. All she needed to do was relocate her rear turn signals to allow room for the um, saddlebags, so, yeah. which is something that she, I guess she didn't have the tools or the knowledge how to do it. Someone said, hey, just come down here and what i loved seeing is kind of the spirit of things here is that immediately mike and zach just jumped in and were helping her to dismantle the bike to get the rear subframe off to get all the wiring extended and Do you want to tell the truth zach what really happened what did you like <laughs> no, run I mean, up in she, there and install led lights mike, no, she did, did no all, all, that's what all, she asked me <laughs> all, we, all we had to do was was um just basically extend the wire from the harness to allow them to drop down a foot and I mean, I showed her how to solder, and she soldered the rest of it up. Right. Like, no. Yes. Yeah. And I told her not to do PGS because she was starting to do it a little bit, and I was like, you know, <laughs> don't pull that shit here. You know. Pretty girl syndrome. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. And then, um, uh, let's see, what did you get done today, baby? Didn't oil change. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to do more, but then I realized that I had to take the rear wheel off for the gear oil, and I'm just going to wait until I need a new tire, which is soon anyway. I did some just little stuff. I made a fatal error, though. Emma, don't be mad at me. Um, I'm already mad at you. Uh, <laughs> on the, uh, the Elite 250, there was a little tape residue on the rear box from Pride when I had taped the stereo onto the tailbox. And I used some... Uh, you used carb cleaner, huh? I used some cleaner that also oh. took the paint off. You idiot. I saw What the hell is wrong with yeah. you? I mean, it was just a dab and off. All you got to uh, use is WD-40. It was probably brake cleaner, wasn't it? Did you use yeah, brake cleaner? Yeah, did. Yeah, the brake cleaner? I put the carbs back in the Jixer and fired it up. Yeah, it sounded good. And I good. found a, another vacuum hose that wasn't plugged up. Wow, <laughs> so, which would now? explain the 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 uh, the high idle oh, or the uh, hanging idle. Yeah, so that's gone now. <laughs> One step at a time. I'm surprised nobody is showing up to buy that. <laughs> I didn't get one hit on Craigslist. Not one. What's the name? I of it? saw it. What's the Pastor name of the bike? <laughs> it's the Ed Two Hundred Nine. Ed Two Hundred Nine. The Ed Two Hundred Nine. <laughs> so um. <laughs> 
Alright. The fuck is that? I'm not in cat. Give me, give me the quick? penis back. No, wait, wait. If you can wait, wait. Please stop tying it in knots. It hurts. Wait for it. It looks like wait a swan. It looks like a banana slug. Okay. Yes, we're having far too much fun. That actually happened. So apparently, when you fold it in half, it sticks together, and then it just eventually springs back into shape. That's, that's, a, that's a real so problem. That's so actually problem. a real thing. Hey, um, uh, Jim and I have a ride report. Sticky dick. Some of us went for a ride yesterday. Dick. Uh, we did go for a ride. Yeah. Well, the uh, Genesis was the big uh, grilled cheese cook-off yesterday. What? Yes. Yeah. So we had the big uh, oh, grilled cheese cook-off, and fats and carbs. That baby. was our motivator. So um, we ended up going up Freedom to Corlitas uh, Market to get to the Corlitas Meat Market. Sausages. Yeah, so we just... You guys, so for people who don't know, the Corlitas Market, it's a little market in the hills, um, like a little old grocery store, but in the back they have a meat counter and you can get custom-made sausages there. Fresh meat. They actually they ship had out of like eight different bomb. types of flavors of sausage that were cheese-infused. Yeah, Liza, Liza, Liza in classic form, when she stopped touching herself, she rang the bell and said, I want every sausage you have with cheese in it. And it ended up being like six or seven, which was awesome. They, nice. ship, they ship out of the state. They're like, actually, they do a lot of stuff. Yeah. We had them cater for one of our business parties, and they brought out like a whole platter of like 60 different types of sausages with different fat percentages and they knew everything about it so uh oh, cool you guys uh, were wrong. at a sausage party so huh? sausage yeah. Party, yeah. i was waiting for that so, yeah. but um, but that's the gateway up to the hills and so we yeah. just started going yeah. up, up into the hills and mm-hmm. this was a lot of like yeah you know doug the like the goat trails we went the mm-hmm. opposite way that the vampires usually oh went. you went highland did you, you yeah we did yeah then we went okay. the other way so you're talking goat that's trails nice. that there's there were three times uh, I was riding the Super Duke, three times that I found myself in the air above the bike, yes. mm-hmm. off, yeah. feet off the pedals, wow. right. waiting to come back down. In a yep. turn. How, yeah, one time usually. in a turn. What were you not Shit. doing? That's, That's like, ride. Looking and gripping. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that road, it, It's um, I know like you guys like that riding, real technical, like, you know, 20 mile an hour switchback, you know, left-hand turn after left-hand turn. But it is fun because, you know, you're, you're gaining speed and... But yeah, you come around the turn and the road's all jacked up, so shit yep. starts bouncing and popping off the ground. And Wait, is that not normal to be off your bike at some point? No, I meant the wheels were off the ground. Oh, right. no, oh, okay. everything was off. Because I'm know, like, you, I'm always like getting bounced off of so, my bikes. <laughs> many times in the winter that road will be closed, and what you don't know is that it'll it'll landslide will come across at the same spot every year, and then it'll go put closed road closed, and sometimes it'll be closed, but most times it'll be open. And what you don't know is that well, the resident who lives there owns a tractor. <laughs> so ah, whenever nice. you come up and it says road closed try your luck so it was great there was hardly anyone out there we had mostly open roads yeah um i thought we kept a pretty brisk pace up yeah i was glad knock didn't come so i didn't have to really brisk it up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. me too stop for shit i was uh sleeping yes but it, it was cool we went uh you know up to the top of the hill and then uh like uh, old San Jose Highway back down, and then just a bunch of offshoots yeah, we, off of we that. Yeah, we did old San Jose Highway back down, and then we did. Um, we made the right at the grocery store and went back up the hill. Yeah, well, we went back up, and then we came back down to SoCal, and then we decided we weren't done, and we went back up. It was good. It was fun. it was intense. We just kind of kept traversing back and forth. There's something that's great about having these mountains right here. You can make it a short ride or a long ride, and just keep going yeah. back and forth. Uh, coming down 17, it was a furnace. It was really hot. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny, you know, after riding through the hills like that with all the fucked up pavement and you're you know kind of on it the whole time, then you hop on 17 and it's such a breeze it feels like to just 
just jam down that road and it becomes a lot of fun and then we uh, stopped in at scotts valley i wanted to check out kalinda customs it's a little um bike shop on scotts valley boulevard that i'd heard about and what's funny is um so we well we went there and we met ken yep who owns the joint and shout out to ken he was a cool dude and i went back into his back room it was a workshop and it was all harleys that were working in. and he had all like harley gear halfy helmets and harley accessories on the wall he only had halfy helmets on right. the <laughs> other oh, wow. side of the shop was kimco scooters and a k-pipe so for Which, those who the, don't, the new k-pipe yeah the new yeah. k-pipe really yeah did you did you sit on it or anything um i actually rode one at phil's shop was it rad it is. It's got a recall right now because it came with upside down shifting, which yeah. people are freaking out about. So they're making them change the shifting pattern. But when you sit on it, you're like, is this thing is going to be fun. Yeah. Like if you want to like gorilla flat track that fucker, dude, it's like, yeah, it seemed like a fun it, bike. I think it's like a big wheel Grom. Yeah, it basically. Is, it's it's in the same classification um, as the Grom and the and the what the Z. The, the Z125, yeah, G- yeah. but, but it's like two thousand dollars less. You know, I asked the dude. I'm like, if I showed up with no money and I wanted to finance it out the door, he's like, about like eighty bucks a month. You could have this motorcycle Damn. out the door. Wow. It's a lot less than a cell phone. Um, of course, hmm. you can't go on the freeway, but it would be great up in the hills, just scooting around. So um, the funny thing is, because uh, he looked like a legit biker there. And so there's a question of the day we've been asking everyone, which we'll get to later in a segment. But basically, I asked him, I said, so, hey, just tell me, what do you qualify as a real biker? And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, I, I I don't want to say anything, get myself in trouble. I'm not really PC. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. There's a lot of answers. Just say Perfect. something. Keep talking. And, and he's yeah. like, uh, you know, I don't want to get tracked back to me. I'm like, no, come on, come on, say something. And he walked into his workshop and closed the door and walked away from He me. ran away from Liza. Wow. And I just yelled, you're chicken shit. And he giggled and just walked away. <laughs> He's no fool. He saw you coming. It was, it was so deliberate, too. He just starts walking back towards his shop, and it's a, it's a half door, not full. And he goes and walks through his doorway, and he goes, I'm going away now, and closes it. <laughs> and, like, stands there briefly and looks at Liza and is, like, basically, goodbye, and then walks away. Smart Holy man. Uh, I think if you own a shop, though, I mean, you see so many different types of motorcyclers, you know, from people who yeah. ride on the weekends. And yeah, we just showed out of the blue, and next thing you know. He, he was really interesting to ask see. him, like, what is it? But he had, a, he, had a cool, he had that cool Radian, right? <laughs> yeah, his daughter. He bought. He that got a Radian from somebody who fixed Radian it up. 400, inline four. Um, but yeah, so Doug, you can check out that K-pipe there. Yeah, I will. I think, what is it, like 3,000 out the door? Yeah, out the was, door. Yeah, out the door. Around like, yeah, out the pipes, door. Or was it just that one? He had the pipe. one. But the problem is you can't get him. He can't get him. He's uh, trying to get more, and they're hard the to get. So, okay. What yeah. is yeah. it? Because, probably because the recall. Quick, the quick pipe, explanation. Uh, so Kimco is a bike out of China or Taiwan? Uh, no, now it's Taiwan. China. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were and, Korea, but yeah. It moves all over. And they mostly scooters, but they made a small... Um, it's a 125cc, small displacement, medium-sized bike that's actually kind of got pretty cool styling. It's kind of supermoto-y in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, you, you look up kinda. K-Pipe. Yeah, uh, we talked about them like a year and a half ago when they announced they were going to bring them. And now that they're here, and uh, yeah, I did ride one at Phil's shop. I mean, it's a little 125cc, and it vibrates like hell. Yeah, it looks cool, doesn't it? Yeah, but, it's uh, awesome. But they're, right? they're kind of cool. It's kind of like a Grom. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a little more upright uh, it's looking. Standard. It's cool. like a Grom... Supermoto mix. That's right. Basically. Awesome. Yeah. It's pretty like for Jake, yeah. that would be a wicked bike for Jake. Hmm. She'd ride the. Uh, yeah, any that. new rider, that's a great bike yeah. for them. 
And you sit on it, and it's like all you see is road. Your hands are on the controls, and you just see road in front of you. It's a pretty cool feel. It looks rad as fuck, actually. It would be a cool project for a, like a almost a cafe style, but you'd have to get the right components for it. It would, it would make a cool little cafe, though. Yeah, and I think the top speed on it is going to be like 52 or something. Yeah. You know. yeah, but you'd be railing this thing. Is that yeah. top speed stock? Because yeah, that's, I'm sure that's you 52 can. Yeah. through a 20 mile an hour corner. That's what the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to um, give a report since Knock and I are back. We can yeah. talk about... Yeah, you guys did some shit. Talk we about where you went. did. You're having a child. You're having a baby. Well, you set it up, Layla. Well, um... <laughs> Knock doesn't want to talk at all. Knock's the father. Yeah. Well, you'll find out why. Yeah. Knock's the make father. A movie so, called Knock and I flew out to Cleveland to meet up with Phil at Cleveland Moto. Those tickets podcast. are just overpriced. And Phil has the school bus. He bought a school bus. It's called the short bus, but it's really a medium bus. And he took all the seats out, save for like two, and then he put them on the sides. The whole rest of the bus is empty. Yep. And he filled it with generator, camping gear, and all these extra motorcycles. And the thing has a lift for a wheelchair access? Wheel- with a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. And then he has planks of plywood that once you get all the bikes out, he sets them up and it's got bunk beds in there. Nice. Sweet. Um, so yeah, that, that was our home. It fits in a single car spot, too, which was like Houdini to me. Yeah, like, Phil, Phil does not fuck around. <laughs> the thing like warps space and time to fit like in that little area. It's, it's bigger on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it really is like the fucking phone box, right? <laughs> nice. Um, so we went out to the AMA Vintage Days. I know we've been talking about this for a while, and um, it... It was everything and more. So here's the thing. All y'all, you need to come with us next year. We are going back next year. Um, yeah. To sum up with AMA Vintage Days, it's a three-day... It's it's a it's burning man for motorcyclists, is what this is. I thought that uh, was Fourth of July. I, I kind of liken it to just Thunderdome, <laughs> really. Thunderdome. Yeah, and, well, mostly because it's so chaotic. Nobody's getting murdered or hurt, but, you know, it's just like there was dusty... Is there a little person? A lot of shit. Maybe. There were a lot, a lot of little uh, kids running I around. I did see a little person. Any, yeah. fer- any feral um, kids with boomerangs? Yeah, they look feral. <laughs> Half of them are like shirtless, got dirt all over them, just zipping around, two oh, strokes. I, I like thought assholes. that was you under the bushes after the first night. Yeah, that too. When you see a seven-year-old on like a 125cc bike doing like 70 down the dirt road. Oh, uh, two strokes. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Those kids don't give a fuck. It's awesome. Man. <laughs> There's so much childhood neglect in that. It was amazing. And uh, oh, well, we'll get into the bait that Phil put out in a second. Yeah. So I want to describe what this is AMA Vintage Motorcycle Days is I believe it's the fundraiser for the AMA and it's at the Mid-Ohio Racetrack so that's a regular racetrack and so they have races going on on the track I saw um, Sidecar and Super super Stock and all that stuff they had all that racing racing uh, vintage everything you can imagine out there Um, they also had going on they had uh, pit bike racing over in a field with. Oh, the barrel races. So you know, with well, the pit oh, bike no. racing, they had oh, the wall yes. of death. Right. They Wait, had what? What qualified for a pit bike? Just anything small? Just yes. fucking throw it out there. There was um. Some was there a lawnmower? Some, well, there were some heats that were like a bunch of like TTRs and little dirt bikes, and then cool. there were some heats that had like um, PW fifties and trails seventies. Awesome. Oh right, and By things the, like yeah, cat's okay. little mini bike, <laughs> like just that was bellowing awesome. smoke. Anything small, just bring it out and rally. Anything. It. Awesome. I love anything. It. The other way I describe um, the AMA Vintage Days is every bike that you've seen on Craigslist that said no paperwork 
It's there yeah. that weekend. <laughs> it's like the vortex, like where your left sock goes, you know, right. where it goes missing. Yeah. Except it's for bikes. So there's also a motocross uh, track set up mm-hmm. there, as Knox said, barrel racing, which is this field. They set up two barrels, and by the end of the weekend, it is just a muddy flat track. Fuck! Yep. I wish we lived there. That's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yeah. Sometimes there was a trials exhibition. There was a KTM test rides. There was uh, hair scrambles. Like you. You'd be really? taking the shortcut through the woods to go to the bathrooms, and suddenly you're in the middle of a race. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a party corner with doing, they had like doing burnouts on wood so, until it caught fire. Dude, Damn. you need to do that, man. Just a two by eight and do that's burnout some, until it catches fire. And that's the yeah, we can use crazy. your super dude. Wow. That's some Greenpeace shit there. <laughs> Um, You'll light that thing right up. Everything you imagine. At one point, I was riding down the path just to go through the campground and just check stuff out. And I noticed these beer cans sitting out in the middle of the, the road. And next thing I know, there was a like 10 children on mini bikes doing a slalom course. And I was on it. Awesome. <laughs> Running the cans over. I was over. like, let's just set it up right here in the road and send children down. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, all kinds of bikes, huh? Mostly oh. European and Japanese make, though. Surprisingly, the not very many Harleys. Harleys really? were rare. Yeah, they were huh. not. Yeah. Um, there was, I'd say the predominant bike was the Trail 70. Yeah. Hmm, like, cool. it's, the whole thing is uh, mainly racers slash dirt bike culture. Is and, it is it mostly pe- people from that geographic area? Like, um, I mean, there are people from New York, man. And people are New coming York? from all different states. Yeah, because I would think people would travel. Yeah. Oh, and then it's the largest swap meet. you're not that swap far meet. from New York either, though. Yeah. yeah. It's the largest swap meet in the country. Yeah. This huge swap yeah, meet. Oh, yeah. They had, like, a dedicated X number of acres just for old-ass bike parts. Like, you can go get rusted at CL350 parts in one booth, and right across from it is dudes selling Vincent Black Shadows for, like, you know, 90 90000 yeah. yeah. Like, just a bevy of just rare-ass motorcycles. Is it just uh. that week? Just that week it goes on? Yes, just yeah. that weekend. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I loved is because it's so spread out and big, everyone brings these little pit bikes or yeah. unplated or dirt bikes, and they use them to get around. So uh, imagine, like, the traffic in Shanghai. That's what it's <laughs> like on some of these roads and I got there and I'm like holy shit this is the most most organized chaos I have seen in my life that is so in your wheelhouse you love that kind of shit it's like nobody gave a shit but at the same time it's like everybody is just cool with like just don't fuck up be chill you know and it says like you know like keep it down to 25 yet some people are like ripping and doing wheelies and there's nobody telling them to stop I remember when uh, when I ran into you in New Orleans and it came up and you were like it's fucking awesome chaos no one got hurt and it was no freaking rad so phil <laughs> in his infinite wisdom he put out a plank and a, a oh that a was block. phil that was uh, the j mac and j uh, j oh, yeah. they put bait they just stuck a jump out in the road in front of our <laughs> 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 uh, j mac had a <laughs> he had like awesome. a spare tire and uh, a plank of wood <laughs> you know and so he kind of set it aside and uh <laughs> How long yeah. did it take, like, 15 minutes before the animals came out and made it jump there out of it? There were too many people. Oh, the children were fearless. The, the, of yeah, course. they were into it. Uh, one of the reps from Zero had a Zero bike with him. He took that off that Really? Thing. Yeah, you didn't see that? Nice. No. No, he, he went off that I thing, know the, like, the Zero reps weren't there. It was one of the AMA people. It was one of the AMA they people were given zero? some zero, a zero Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Um... Yeah, and then of course we had the cherries that I made. Oh, this is really great. You brought now it's a thing now. 
Yes. I think people are going to start doing that. I was going to say, I can't believe. Yes. I, yeah. I think I saw a picture of Knock muddied riding that was, a chariot. Yeah. I, Knock, I, I take back everything I was muddied. thinking about you, homeboy. That was I'm the first you. run we did that day, and uh, we went like through five, six campsites, and, and you, they're all like, yeah! And you, have know, <laughs> you have to know that Knock said no to me eight times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course he did. It was the ninth time I broke him. It's still a dumb idea. This is stupid. It, it's it was stupid, stupid but it, people love stupid shit, apparently. And it got to a point where we started getting randoms show up at our tent on the cart because, you know, somebody else would, would pick oh, this up. Oh, you know, um, uh, uh, John McElfresh would yeah, get on a rides. bike with an empty chariot behind him and just head off in the campground. Like the and pipe piper. Yeah. Like throwing bait out. And then he'd come back with some yeehaw on it. Some <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, it's like they end up at our at our campsite. It's like, well, here you get a beer for being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened like five times and shit, man. How did the <laughs> dirt set up hold up? Did yeah. it do well? It, well work? it worked yeah. amazingly well. Did it? Nice. Yeah. How did it concrete? Corner? They, well, well, very well. well yeah. It went good around the corners because it has the steel edges. No, it didn't. You'd that. get tossed in the corners because there were ruts. <laughs> so yeah. it's a drag. You need to drag race them. Yeah. There was a race uh, uh, with those carts, remember, with the chariots? Yep. The, what's, yep. what's the name? Yeah. What about like a skateboard with monster wheels on it? I mean, because then it has some flex. And well, you need like, to have some friction so you don't run into the back of the bike when it slows down. Yeah. Mm. Um, straight up put someone on a but yeah, so Don't go straight. So that's cool. The chariots were a hit. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, our first night there, we got to go to Porco and hang out with Steve Hoffert. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Steve. And what, and, what did you have? I, I hear rumors. really like painkillers. Yeah. What? She had a bunch of sugary what? drinks. She tri- <laughs> Is that the name of the drink? <laughs> Knock got no, it, when scared because I started drinking. No, whenever Liza's oh. around, Phil, Liza does drink. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, yeah. Phil makes anyone drink. She had like <laughs> a drink and maybe like two sips and she was just loopy. It was not. Yeah. I was hungry. I've seen this. I've seen this. It's true. Chatty yeah. Kathy. <laughs> Chatty Kathy. You know how yeah. she comes off like a 12-year-old boy sometimes? Like, she did. she was like a six-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh my god, it was hilarious. I, but I did successfully. Okay, so you know, I took our giant dildo. How did that work at the airport? And I saw out in the parking lot at Porco. I saw a motorcycle out there, and I'm like, "This got to be Steve Hoffert's because he just showed up." Uh, this, Gucci, right? yeah, on his Gucci. So I went out there and I planted the dick on it, and then I went back in the restaurant and I said, "Hey, Steve, did you ride tonight?" He goes, "Yeah." I said, well, "Oh, what do you ride? A Gucci?" I said, "Oh, I saw that. That's a beautiful bike." Hey, um, I like to get pictures of everyone for our Facebook page. Can I get a picture <laughs> of you? Could not believe he walked out of the parking lot to his bike and posed with. A dick on it. Never saw it. Nice, nice. So I successfully. Dicked Has him. he seen it since? Oh yes. Oh, yeah. And then I then I dicked the school bus. Uh, so which, um, <laughs> I am curious though, which dick did you pull out of the quiver to bring with you? The, the uh, biggest one. The biggest one. Which at some point <laughs> in the weekend it completely disappeared. And I, Don't ask questions. <laughs> and it no, please back. Back. Please a guy, tell me some a guy brought him back. A guy, a guy yeah. in a golf cart brought yeah. it back <laughs> hours later with a big smile. person. About fifty yards away. Way, he was he had this thing and he was kind of showing it 50 to yards away and like people were taking fucking selfies with it they're like yeah look at this giant dildo and they're like three or four of them you know it, it was great this do you right. know where that dildo has been I, yeah. I really wanted you to say that some dude came back on the on the fucking chariot and was like hey i found your dildo <laughs> 
Yeah, so it, it like had fun. a life of its own. Yeah, um, wanted to shout out also to Dustin and Chris. I said hi to Johnny Mac, Johnny Chrome. I just wanted to hug him. He's a big teddy bear. Oh, yeah, he is. Um, Bruce and Jake and Kurt, Mark, Amanda. Uh, and then also I met uh, Kurt and Maggie um, on uh, another Zero there, and they were really cool. Yep. Those cats are just super cool. They're like the Ohio version of us. You know, it was like 60,000 misfits yeah. in wow. one location. Awesome. It sounds awesome. Wow. Did they have um, bonfires and shit and just all that kind of uh, stuff going? Yes. It Tons sounds of fireworks. Awesome. They were shooting off fucking mortars like mad. We're in the middle of a giant field in this small yeah. town. It's surrounded by cornfields. There was nobody to piss off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was brilliant. Um, I did KTM test ride. I rode the 1290 Super Duke. Ooh. I was drunk. Okay. That was the, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, for the record, I did all these things. Knock missed everything. He I was, was on, having fun and drinking. He, I was on vacation, baby. Things. I was on vacation. That was his mantra. I, I left the plane with a drink, and I did, and I had like at least a drink and a half or two in my system until I got on the plane. <laughs> it was amazing. You should totally do it. So God. the um, the Super Duke. 1290. I had very high expectations for it. Uh, when I sat on it, it felt very familiar. It felt a lot like my Super Duke. Is it the same uh, V-Twin L um, kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. On the test ride, they had uh, the Adventure 1290s, then they had some of the 690s and some of the 390s, like the Supermoto and the RCs. So they had everything there. And when we went out for a ride, they took us out into the, like these farm fields. Well, there were point. There were times that I wanted to stop and take pictures of the beautiful farmhouses and tractors. Did you see the Amish? To them you, is boring. Uh, did you see Amish like wagons? I did. Did you did you go with Cam to test them? Is it? Uh, no. Oh, okay. um, so here's the problem: our uh, the leader he knew where he could take off, and hey, who's uh, getting fired right now? Hold on. Oh no! We got Jim. one ring left. Jim Ackerman. goes to voicemail. Um, Thank you. <laughs> the guy who was directly behind... So they put the 1290s at the front of the pack, the 390s at the back of the pack, 690s in the middle. Oh, it was a mixed We group? had the okay. leader who took off, and there were areas where he knew he could kind of open it up and let us feel it out. Yeah. Um, the guy who was riding directly behind him never exceeded the speed limit. Uh, and what? The, no. the leader, the KTM guy, would have to pull over and wait for us. And we were told, like, don't pass, don't do this shit. Oh, get the And so somebody who was driving like that I figured he was uncomfortable on the bike. He's not predictable. I didn't want to blaze past him and scare him. So the other guy on the 1290, when we got back, they're like, how was it? We were like, we have no idea. We never, like, broke 55. (laughs) So my instantly, um, I would say, I don't feel the need for the 1290. My 990 has so much kick in it. How is the, it's more uh, than enough. The 1290 had lots more bells and whistles and electronic crap. Yeah, you didn't get a fair shake. I mean, uh, like, you I didn't, didn't get past but 55. But I honestly man. feel like when you're talking about just a bike that fits you, your riding style, sure. the 990 felt the same as the 1290. Yeah. I don't need extra juice. The 990 is enough to kill me, which is what I thought right. originally. Yeah, but the 1290 kills you but extra hard. But it's a beautiful hard. bike. It kills yeah. me extra hard. But you, you buy all those electronics with the different settings and all that kind of stuff. Um, real quickly, I wanted to list off all the bikes that I got to ride that weekend. There was so much craziness. So, um, Phil brought his zeros. Phil became a zero dealer. Mm. And he brought yes. the FX, which is kind of like the dirt bike. That thing's easy to wheelie. It is so easy to wheelie. <laughs> I wheelied and I don't know how to wheelie. Um, you just twist and wheelie. Yeah. Torx. Um, 
All the torques. All the torques, all the so time. So he brought that, and I immediately <laughs> took it over because I figured I was the only mature, responsible adult. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I rode that all weekend and answered questions, which was really cool. Um, so I rode that, and then I he had a XT350. That bike um, was great, man. A Malaguti big wheel. Wait, 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 wait. Go what, back. What? The XT350 yeah. that? That, that you did not how you did not know how to kickstart that thing. You had trouble, so much trouble, and you blamed the bike. That for That bike able to either it would start on the first kick no, or no, it would no, no, not no, no, no. start after twenty kicks. You did not know what you're doing. What was it a KTM? Well, just say it. No, I, I did not know no, how to kick yeah, it it's over. A Yamaha. Um, yeah. And. To be fair, Liza, that bike was notoriously hard starting in the 80s. It started just fine for me. The beautiful bike. Because you would get it on the 21st kick. No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, Also, so we had the big wheel Malaguti. Oh, yeah, that thing was fun. (laughs) I got to ride uh, his XS650 Bobber with a killer clown painted on it. (laughs) The clown bike. bike. For the first time, I rode a bike that I absolutely hated. That bike vibrates in horrible ways, and it—you can hear these vibrations and rattles as you're riding. It's a rigid too, right? Uncomfortable. It's rigid. Mm. It's the first time I rode a bike that I absolutely hated. (laughs) It's if a bike is possessed, that is it. Ride another one. Because uh, well, the, the, an XS650 oh, is actually XS650s. They're fabulous bikes. This is a Bob one is a that is a bad horrible. example of a good um, bike. Okay. Rode his Vespa 250, <laughs> yep. um, the most boring bike in the world, the Pacific Coast. I like that thing. The thing was so uncool, it was cool. I felt like an old man. It's an architect's it's a, it's bike. An yeah, totally yeah. an architect's bike. It's like, it's like my bike, but somebody shrink-wrapped it. Like, you yes. know how we say motorcycles aren't reasonable? For some reason, that bike is reasonable, and it's really weird. Um, we had Trail 70s and a Trail 110. Um, there was a Trimoto. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The neck breaker. A Trimoto nut breaker. That thing was crazy. Hmm. Um, I rode... Oh, the a Janus, which... Um, this is a good time to say. So there's a second podcast that's being released at the same time as this, which is... Double banger, everybody. Double, there's a double banger, which is specific to the AMA Vintage Days, where I did interviews and go into more detail about some of the events. Um, but then also, you guys... All right. So Phil's friend, uh, Cameron, he bought a bike. What did he pay? Like 400 bucks for it, I think? Something like that. I've never... No, 800 No, not 800 right? Something less than that. Never heard of this. 450 or something. It's called a Yamaha RX-50. Emma, have you heard of it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. This thing is a little Yamaha Cruiser with a YSR two-stroke 50cc engine in it. Oh, shit. Hmm. It's the weirdest combination of I something wanna, so I cool hear, and wanna, something so uncool. I want to hear Emma describe it. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it, but... Um, there is one that's even wilder. <laughs> oh. And it's made by Suzuki. And it is called the OR50. Hmm. And hmm. is even wilder. And there was an even wilder one made in Italy called the Fantic Chopper, <laughs> which was way back in the 70s. But these are wild little bikes. They're just hmm. like little 50cc cruisers. Wow. But, yeah, they're, so, they're outrageous. Peaky, <coughs> torquey little cruisers. No, yeah, no. It's, just, it's a it's a little cruiser. It's, cruiser. It looks like a from here, Yeah, from here it looks like a Nighthawk 250. It's, it's like what Phil called a dealer special. 
Yeah. <laughs> Fucking strap a bunch of fireworks to it. Uh, and do you have a special refers to a bike that is never going to sell, but the dealers say you have to take it if you have a dealership? Yeah. Mm. Nice. All right. So the the Amy Vintage Days was so amazing, you guys. We need to we need to do this next year for sure. Yeah, it sounds like fun. Um, I highly recommend it. The camping. Um, oh, I'm going back for sure. But I loved it that that um. It was really just biker people. There was no pretension. Um, something that I summed up, I was asking Phil, like, can you think of a single bike you would show up to uh, that you would be embarrassed to be seen at this rally? There's not a single... You could show up on a moped or a passport or anything, and it would be cool there. Everything. It flies there. Everything is cool That's by cool. everyone. All things two wheels. Oh, there Pretty was much. A, there was a guy in one of the races racing a CT110 that had a milk crate and water bottle in there. Kept threatening to bounce out. And the crowd was cheering. I do have to ask though: <laughs> can, Is there anything you can talk about that's not just hooligan shit, like some AMA stuff that was actually going on that was oh. legit? What? Yeah, wait, why do you want to talk about that? Liza, okay, wait. Here's the deal. Oh. We went up there. I was on vacation. Liza had a plan, and so she had some interviews with some uh, the seminar. I was there speaker. to get shit done. Yeah, she had a task for herself. And so that's what the other podcast yeah. is about. To hear those interviews. So if you want to hear the really serious great. side, um, yeah, Dan L. Lynn, who recently set a Guinness World Record for the longest continuous ride. Yep. In the U.S. Um, Long Haul Paul, who was a guest on our podcast before. Indeed. Uh, yeah, that he's, guy. he's on the path to ride a million miles for MS. Wow. That's balls. He, yeah, he's crazy. Uh, the guys from Janice and then Phil himself just doing his kind of assessment of the weekend. Um, yeah, and then Knock uh, and I telling some stories, but definitely going to go. And um, John Penton had a booth there cool. and hangs out. Uh, again, like I said, the Wall of Death and the AMA tent with museum pieces there, race bikes. I mean, there's customs there. There's everything. How are the sleeping accommodations, Liza? Um, you know what? I was actually proud of her because, like... <laughs> Liza is the glamper, and she opted out to sleep outside. In the wet grass. In, in the wet grass. As opposed to in a school bus with a bunch of snoring men. Yeah. <laughs> Gassy. Yeah. I just slept outside. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah, I bared it all. So, um, I wanted to... So, our next segment here, this is a question we've talked about before, but I've been thinking about this lately. Uh, the, the question of the, the week is, you know, what makes somebody a real biker? Because I was thinking, like... Um, I put up that video recently of Cody Webb climbing a mountain on his bike. And it's like, is Cody Webb a real biker? I mean, he does amazing things, but he doesn't ride on the street. And just kind of got me thinking what qualifies somebody. So I came up with a test that I think is pretty fair, but I know that everyone here is going to say it's bullshit. But let's just play along and bullshit. pretend. <laughs> so I'm going to give this test... To our so, listeners at home? You guys, you don't need to have one for each person. I'm going to give this test, and you guys can keep track on your fingers if you're uh, at home listening. I might you have to just kind of keep track, or you can go to our Facebook page where I've posted this. So I'm going to rattle through these questions. If you have done any of these, if your answer is yes, just say yes, and then we'll move on to the next and keep track of your own, and we'll rate you afterwards, okay? So the Are You a Real Biker is the first one. Have you completed an iron butt? Yes. No. Yes. No. Oh, no. Okay, no. so you don't have to say anything if it's a no. 
Let's just get the yeses. That way we'll know if it's a few people or a lot of people. Wait, yes. didn't we do an these... iron butt on the way to Oregon? No. no. Some of these are definitely no comment. All right. Have you had sex on a bike? Yes. 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 Not <laughs> yet. Does with okay. oneself count? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I rode across yes. country. Half, half, half point. Half point. <laughs> half, half, yeah, half was point. It, was it while you were moving? Full. All right. We, we have just you... accomplished that one. No comment. All right. No I have to get through these, so let's just get them. Have you ridden in another country? Yes, as passenger yes. or as a rider? Don't, really? Okay, please don't ask questions, really? Isaac. We need no, to get through these. Uh, can you wheelie? Yes. Yes. No. All right. Help. Have you crashed? Yes. yes. Have you ridden a Harley? Yes. yes. Do you own more than three sets of gloves and boots? Yes. yes. Do you know your tire pressure? Yes. yes. Now we do. <laughs> do you own more than two bikes? Yes. 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 Have you attended a rally or show? Yes. yes. Have you ridden for more than 10 years? Yes. 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 Do you wrench on your own bike? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Yep. Have you rescued a broke-down biker yes. on the side of the road? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Do you own rain gear? Yes. yes. Have you ridden in snow? Yes. Almost. Yes. <laughs> Have nope. you ridden more than 300 miles in one day? Yes. yes. Have you ridden to another state or province? Yes. 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 Do you cruise Craigslist motorcycle ads more than porn? Yes. Yes. Do you own On Any Sunday? Oh, actually, yes. no. Never mind. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you have a friend who has died on a bike? Yes. yes. Are you a patched member of a motorcycle club? Yes. yes. Have yes. you rebuilt an engine? Yes. yes. Have you rejetted a carb? Yes. yes. Yep. Have you motorcycle camped? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Have you ridden your bike in a parade? Yes. yes. Yep. Have you ridden a bike with a sidecar? Yes. 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 Do you have a motorcycle-themed tattoo? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> have you gone dirt biking? Yes. 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 Are you confident riding other people's bikes? Yes. yes. Have you been on the track? Yes. 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 Have you ridden faster than 100 miles per hour? Yes. Yes. Have you ridden with a group of 10 or more bikes? Yes. Do you have a troll bell? Yes. Yes. No. Have you done the ton? Yes. Well, describe that ton, though. If you don't know what it is, you haven't done it. Right. Yeah. But that's the same thing as as number 31. No, it is not. It's very different. So if you don't know what it is, you haven't done it. Really? I have. Wait, why don't you tell people? We will. Let's finish this. Have you built your own motorcycle? Yes. Yes. Have you broken a bone in a motorcycle crash? Many. Yes. Wait. That has no relevance whether you're a real biker or not. It does if you then continue to ride. No. Okay. Well, that's not the question. Have you ever received a J.C. Whitney or Dennis Kirk catalog to your house? Yes. yes. Cycle gear. Have you ever attended a motorcycle race? Yes. 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 Have you ridden while injured? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Can you lift your bike off the ground? Yes. 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 Do you own a scooter skirt? Yes. yes. Okay, if you answered yes to this, you automatically fail. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a test. Okay. What if I borrow my girlfriend. So, oh my goodness. Here's how the score works. But let's see. What, what did you guys get? Emma, what'd you get? Thirty-four. Oh, that's pretty good. I got thirty-five. Hey, Zach, how about you? Seventeen. <laughs> how about you, Doug? Twenty-six. Oh, Mike. Twenty-seven. Oh. Cat. <laughs> I got twenty-six. Knock. I got uh, just having fun. Twenty-nine. <laughs> just at the cusp. Mike. I mean, uh, Jim. 
Ooh, Isaac? 15. Oh. How about Jim Eckerman? He got like 207. 30, <laughs> 36, I think. There's not... I didn't... Uh, what have I not... I don't have a motorcycle tattoo. And you haven't... Have you done the ton? Uh, no, it's two... What was the other one? Wait, you got... Okay. Uh, yeah, it's two, I thought Jim Eckerman really count them, you know? That's, I mean, right. that's two really fat chicks Maybe. at one time. Dave, did you get a count? <laughs> I did not get a count. All right. All right. Neither, neither of you did? All right. So... I got, the, I got 30. Thank you very much. 30? All right. Well, you got disqualified. All right. So the way I score this is if you got uh, zero to nine, you're a newbie. If you got 10 to 19, you are a lone rider. If you got 20 to 24, you can go to the back of the pack on the group ride. <laughs> 25 to 29, you're just having fun. 30 to 34, you got some skills. And 35 to 40, you are a real biker. So I'm curious, Liza, what did you happen to score? 35. Uh, of course, you would get the the cusp of the well yeah <laughs> of course she designed I would. the quiz of course <laughs> of course uh, because I've been writing for how many decades and have done so many of these things I really tried to come up with a test that I thought was pretty real, fair and well rounded the real name like of the quiz is let's make Liza look good pretty much <laughs> yeah. how, with how that about, penis hanging out how what, is, what is Liza's idea of a good ride yeah. Like yeah exactly what I would like to hear is like if we like were in this and didn't think of some questions like you know the ruffled feather thing have you been in a crash so if there were some questions mm-hmm. we didn't ask that you thought were like legit for an accomplished or a real biker well and if you watch um Mike's next uh, YouTube video the question we are asking everyone what qualifies somebody as a real biker and pretty much everything on this list somebody brought up so I really did try and be fair on that but Emma would you like to explain what doing the ton is okay um, it's related to doing 100 miles an hour on a bike but there's a little bit more to that it's doing 100 miles an hour for a hundred miles, so you have to sustain a hundred miles an hour for, did that on an, back from Born Free. for an hour. <laughs> so a hundred miles within an hour. Exactly. Yes. So it's right. a time and distance gotcha. thing. That's some desert shit. Like oh, the, yeah. uh, I want to do it. The Kessel Run. I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and at Twelve par six. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> back home it was very very easy for us because most of us in Britain, we had access to the outer bonds. Um you go Wait. over to Germany and you can just pin it. Yep. And so, it, it, uh, did you? Do, has anyone here done a ton? I can't see you. Yes. No, I did. Yeah. Uh, did you really in the autobahn? Mm-hmm. Sweet. I don't uh, think my gas tank's big enough yeah, to sustain hundred miles an hour. Charlie and I had a go at that on I five on the way home. I don't. I don't know if I sustained a hundred, but I mean, like, I was like staying at one twenty for about almost like two hours on the way back up from from Born Free because it was like one hundred four degrees and it was just I I was not gonna go eighty. And like put an extra hour on the ride. It was right. so well for something hot. like doing an yeah. iron butt or doing the ton. You kind of have to like document and make it legit. You can't just say, "Well, I think I did." You have to have known oh, you were right. doing. We it. weren't even close. We just hauled ass for but, like yeah. twenty minutes. I I did it on the GS eleven hundred, um, and you have no idea how much fuel a bike will drink when you're doing that. Oh yeah. I mean that GS it consistently do forty five fifty to the gallon. <laughs> Not just commuting. Mm-hmm. But when you're going at that speed. Um, 30, 25, I, I had a f- um, five gallon tank on it and it was dry. Wow. I mean, it was like yeah. 20 to the gallon. So, interesting. Man. All right, so Bagel and Cat, the two that spoke up, can either of you think of something that you would put on this list to qualify? I would add uh, have you ever ridden to the top of a mountain that's 10,000 feet or taller or, or more? Okay. 
That's the Alps, right? That's if you're a hang glider. Uh, or not. Rocky uh, you could do that in Colorado, too. Yeah, that's cool. That <laughs> you are a real parachutist. <laughs> and what about you, Kat? Um, I would put on something about the community more like have you ever visited a friend in the hospital five or more times while they're recovering from an accident? Mm. Something like that. I would have gotten that point, it's too. Like it's real like friend to me, stuff. To me, being shit. a biker is a lot about the community. So right. That's... Yeah, and you know, I'm 100% behind you there, Kat. I mean, I think many years ago, Mike asked me, it's part of being a community. Um, yeah. It's the biking community, and the more you can contribute, the better. Yeah. Well, so if uh, anyone out there listening, if you would like to share your score with us, or if you think there's any questions that we should or just add call or bullshit, have you call bullshit on the whole thing? Yeah. Have you Send ever uh, fixed somebody else's bike with yeah. parts from your bike? Oh, yeah. on the side of the road. Yes. That's some biker yeah. shit. See, that's why I have done that gets a too. fucking seven hundred on this test. Have yeah. you ever driven through a tree in Hollister? <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's, a very you a, that's like five points right there. Have you ever had a camelback bukkake? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get to some emails. We've had a lot of great emails, <laughs> and um, yeah. we're not able to get to all of them. I want to thank everyone who's sending them in. I'm trying to reply to everyone at least. But, uh, Bagel, why don't you start? What you got? Okay. Um, I got an email from Mark Dilday, and he says, Hi, my name is Mark. <laughs> I am Dilday. Dilday. <laughs> It's ah, close enough. It? My name is Mark, and I'm writing you from the beautiful Sunshine Coast of British Columbia, Canada. Beautiful. Hey. Yeah. hey. Says he's a fan of the podcast, even though he admits he's one of those Johnny Come Lately wankers who first discovered <laughs> us on the on the ride show. As many of our listeners have pointed, or many of your listeners, he says, have pointed out, your segment was the best part of that first episode. I immediately sought out the podcast and became hooked. I've listened to a ton of the old episodes since then, and I love hearing about your crazy annex you get up to each week. I also love the spirit of volunteerism and brotherhood you foster within the biker community. And he says, uh, I started riding four, uh, four years ago. His first bike was an 82 Honda GL500 Silverwing. Mm-hmm. Cool. And he simply nice. chose it because nice. it came dirt cheap. Nice. And uh, I found out that that was dirt cheap because of minor mechanical issues and some very annoying title <laughs> issues. Um, yeah. So for six months, it sat in the garage uh, while he tried to get it titled and learned a wrench on it. And uh, he had never done any work, even changed his car oil before. But uh, he said that uh, while he's waiting to get the title sorted, uh, sorted out, which eventually never happened, uh, he did get a lot of practice in wrenching on it and learned quite a bit. Uh, but he ended up selling the bike for what he paid for it. So he oh, basically had a free, oh, right free mechanical lesson out of it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And uh, so that he said, cool bike. Yeah. As he said that his uh, current ride is the 2003 Honda Shadow 750 American Classic Edition. Nice. And this one was fully titled and running great. <laughs> but he said, this, this doesn't stop me from wrenching on it. I did have my first wreck on it last year while riding on a dr- dark, twisty, wet road after a tiring 16-hour yeah. shift at work. Um he had minor injuries uh, with the cosmetic damage to the bike, along with a destroyed headlight, destroyed rear brake lever, bent handlebars, etc. Um, he repaired and replaced everything himself, and was back on the road with the bike looking new again. And uh, he also he said he was also left stranded in the middle of nowhere by himself when the electrical simply quit working. Oh, I feel your pain yeah. so hard right there. <laughs> so, so after the next couple of weeks, he said he learned a lot about tracking down electrical gremlins before he discovered and fixed the problem. And uh, since then, he says I've also pulled the carbs, cleaned and rejected them, installed aftermarket pipes, replaced replaced the brakes, etc. The only time I've needed to rely on the local bike shop was to mount a new set of tires onto the wheels. 
And uh, then Mark says, keep up the awesome job with the podcast and the crazy antics. I love hearing about various types of rides you do, the Misfits do. Dirt riding, long distance endurance rides, international touring, hooligan riding, chariot racing, renegade flat track races, etc. Yeah. I have to admit, I often find myself Googling a bunch of letters and numbers so I know what types <laughs> of bikes you guys are even talking about. You're not about. alone. But yeah. you're helping me learn about aspects of riding I've never even considered. My experience so far has been with cruisers, but most days I'm cruising hard and scraping the pegs around turns. Fuck yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah, my next have. project bike, bike might just be a dirt bike or a sport bike for something different. Take care and ride safe. Cool. Right on. Thanks, Thank Mark. You. Nice. So, I have an email here from Keith. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey girl. Hey. Just, it's Keith. <laughs> hey, it's still Keith. applicable. <laughs> yeah. Just listen to my first podcast of your show. Hey, cool. It's really cool. And interesting to hear people talk about bikes and riding and the behind the scenes that it takes to be a rider. We just talked about this yeah. subject. Your conversations and topics make it feel like you're sitting right there. Well, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I live in San Jose, so it seems like you're just around the corner too. Well, we are. Hey, well, come on over. Right here too. I would like to stop by on a weekend. Or sometime to see the place. Well, it's got to be a weekend, Keith. Yeah. Sorry, mate. It's got to be Sunday between 11 and about 6. Exactly. <laughs> to see the place and hang out, I have an older bike, which he doesn't say what it is, so maybe we can talk shop and hear more about your experiences working on bikes. If you would let me know, that's cool. I'd appreciate it. Thanks for putting out the podcast. Keep up the good work. All the best. Keith. Thanks, Come Keith. on down. Yeah, that would be cool, Keith. Well, we had down. some people uh, show up from San Jose today. We took them for a little yeah. ride up through the uh, Yeah, through the that's hills. right. That's right. All right. So I got one from Big John. Big John from Mississippi. Hey, Big John. Hey, hey. He says, well, Liza, I promised myself when I retired I would buy myself a new bike, and I lied. I bought two. Yay! And plus two. Awesome. That's the right answer. <laughs> yes. So now with these additions and a Zuma 50 for my pit bike, my shop is so full after I removed two bikes to do anything in it. Yeah, sounds Killer. like your my, my little boy has started wanting a camp and trail ride, so a perfect excuse to buy a new WR250R to ride Heck with him. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and he said he's turning the his Ducati 99S into a dedicated track day bike. Nice. I wanted something to rip around the back roads. So he did a lot of research and came up with... The S1000R. Ooh, that is that is a killer yeah. bike. That's he said this is bike. a sport bike he can ride all day, and yeah. it's fun. Yeah, it's got fuck you power, and it's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, I'm planning a trip out west, and I'll certainly stop in and visit. He's loving retirement, and with all going on in the law enforcement world, it looks like he got out in the nick of time. Yep. Keep well my done. brother and sister Leo's in your thoughts. See you soon. Big John. Shout out, Big, Big John. John. I haven't heard from him in a while, man. Ride yeah, that bike out here, fool. Yeah. Come on out. All right, what you got, Doug? <laughs> Not gonna have passing love letters. Here. <laughs> this one's kind of long, good. so I'm gonna I'm gonna sum this up a little bit. Uh, this is from Larry. Thanks for writing in, Larry. Uh, he's talking about when we were talking about the uh, Harley bashing segment. It says, for the record, yes, I am a Harley rider. Just finished listening to the Harley segment and laughed my ass off. <laughs> I am a new listener to your podcast. Thank you, Norman, and I'm totally enjoying it. Yes, I do spend a lot of time while listening, Googling shit you talk about because it's all new to me, but all very cool. It would be great you included some links to bikes, parts, etc. when you talk about the show. 
Uh, since listening, I've seen more bikes and gear that I never knew about. Some of it pretty cool stuff, like the Kevlar pants that you one of you mentioned, and yeah, the hoodie cat. that yeah. you did a lot of hits on that cat. <laughs> the hoodie done. they have is pretty sweet too. He says, no, he doesn't do the gear thing, but he does have about 75-plus Harley-Davidson shirts. Yeah. <laughs> he collects, he Wear collects, them uh, all at once. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he from? He's from, uh, oh, jeez, I don't think it says. Oh, no, right. it says, just give me a minute. Um, right. So he says he gets these shirts from rides that he goes on. So when he finishes a ride or gets to an event or something, he gets a shirt. So they're mostly uh, ride memories for him. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, but the bashing really made me laugh. I get it. To some, I am a poser, as I don't get to ride as often as I like. I also don't do much of my own wrenching. I would rather be riding, and I am at a point in my life where I'd rather pay someone to do it, so I don't have to do it, so I can just ride. There you go. That's uh, valid. I didn't really mm-hmm. consider yep. myself a biker until I got a bunch of multi-day, thousand-mile-plus trips under my belt. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. You're okay. My last ride was solo from Arizona to Napa, done uh, via the one to San Diego and home. Nice. Um, that's about a thousand miles right there. Yeah. Yep. Yes, the new gear has presented a problem. <laughs> the new gear thing has presented a problem on the side, and as it is on this side, and as it was between Christmas and New Year's, and I froze my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So heated gear wow. is on the fall purchase list. Yeah. <laughs> After that ride, I truly felt like a biker. It hopefully, got a full face. Yeah, man, that's some biker. Dude, shit. if that's you have seventy-five shit. shirts from different rides, I think that indicates that you might yeah. be a biker. Be. That's a lot of rides. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But as to the real posers, the ones with the attitudes, we all have those here as well. Uh, places here where the weekend riders go to look good, they ride maybe 10, 15 miles to get there, hang out, and drink the afternoon away, and then ride home. Bikes all shiny and polished. <laughs> Keep doing what you do and educating us old fart Harley riders to the other options out there. Next time I hit the coast, well, we'll be stopping by to get a little first-hand razzing. Larry. Right, well, nice. yeah. thanks for riding in, Larry. What if it's like one ride and you just buy 75 shirts at wherever you are? <laughs> Well, he's he got a lot of goodwill on each stop. You can do that in Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what you got, Isaac? All right, this is from Alan Smith. We met him on the uh, yeah. the better ride. Alan Smith, hey, shout out, Alan. Alan. Hey, Alan. He had the he had the two ninja with Alan. the fish. Alan, Alan, Alan. <laughs> 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 no, Steve. So it says uh, that was funny as hell. Steve, Steve. <laughs> Hey, all, I finally returned home from the AMA Vintage Days in Ohio. It was great to see you and others there. Some people I have not seen in a couple of years. I arrived a couple of weeks before the AMA Vintage Days to ride the back roads of Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, etc. Nice. Yeah, uh, at the Vetter Motorcycle Fuel Economy Competition. I'm guessing this is the one at AMA. Yeah, yep. so at, not in actually, uh, right. I, we were at the Hollister one, and then the yeah. week after that, they had it at the Hall of Fame. So we didn't mention that after the Vintage Days, we went over to the Hall of Fame to meet up with the Vetter riders Sweet. and saw Alan Smith there. Yeah, so he says, at the Vetter Motorcycle Fuel Economy Competition, I got 160.7 miles per gallon. Good. Sadly, yeah. that was only good for second place. Oh, mm-hmm. I was I was on the road for 35 days and rode 9,015 miles. Wow. On my return home, my Streamline Ninja 250 turned over 100,000 miles. Wow. That's cool. nice. It was a dirty job, yeah. but someone had to do it. Sweet. Did it reset at that point? Did it go back to one? <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. Um, now that I'm back home, I'm catching up on your podcast and ride with Norman Reedus show. I did not have time for it while on the road. Later, Alan Smith. Nice. Cool. Hey, thanks, Alan. Thanks, Alan. thanks for writing cool. 
All right, so cat, put down the penis cup. Oh, God, and it. <laughs> I was just gonna make it an elephant. Fuck. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have an uh, email from Shasta. Yeah, and then you're gonna weigh your opinion afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the title of it is "Bikini Bike Wash in 2016." Hi there, love your podcast. Have almost forgiven you for encouraging me to see a story worth living. <laughs> We're so sorry. Uh, just Who wanted to share that. Did you get your God, money back? I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to share this it. advert yeah. from a local dealer here in Texas. I am a new motorcyclist. Spent a year on the back of my future Scottish trophy husband's BMW K1200. Wow, sick and, bike. That's cool. And got my license a month ago, um, or months ago. Uh, have been shopping around for a new bike and received this promotional ad from the dealer. It's it is 2016, and these events are only happening here in texas or are they nationwide as a female cyclist and mother of two girls i find this offensive and struggle to see how this promotes motorcycling among women riders look to look forward to hearing your opinion so so you guys know what this is this is a bimbas on harleys we're doing bike washes no it's not even on harleys so the advert shows a woman Wearing very short shorts and high heels, and um, kind of like what you were wearing today. Yeah, actually, except for <laughs> Sans uh, Sans heels because those like the lady hurt. on the parts catalog. Um, <laughs> fuck no, you. You kind of had the Daisy Dukes. Um, yeah. Bending over and kissing a bike that matches her shoes splendidly. Um, okay, so here's my thing. You said trophy husband. Um, first of all, <laughs> beyond that, um, if you're gonna be butt hurt about. Uh, I think she was being sarcastic. I don't know. If you're gonna be butthurt about it, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't use it. Uh, yeah. Um, it's 2016. Women can be paid to do whatever the hell they want. If they want to sit and wash bikes and get paid for it, if they want to be a stripper in a club, if they want to do whatever they want to do and get paid for it, for sure, go for it. That's you can wait. Um, <laughs> um, it's something that hits me close to home is people getting offended about other women's choices to do what they want to do um it's it's not your okay so you wouldn't go out and do it then don't go out and do it if you don't want to support it don't go out and support it but these women are making a living doing something that they can do don't don't shun them for it. Maybe or, they're having fun. Yeah. It was kind of like when we were in Dude, New Orleans shit. last week with Liza and her crew, and we closed down the strip club at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> I mean, I I've been chastised for certain careers that I've had, and it's mainly by women. Women act mightier than thou and say like, "Oh, you should pick a real career. You should you should do something real with your time." This is what I choose to do with my time. I make a shit ton of money doing it, and fuck you, like. You'd have nothing better to do than complain about something. It's 2016. Don't judge. I tried to do something like that here when we had John Dalton washing bikes. It kind of backfired because it's just him and his soggy, droopy underwear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not so I would great. like to point out that she's kissing a sexy Italian yeah. motorcycle. Uh, was was that a Pinagali? I, I got to be honest. Yeah. 919. So I, and it matched her fucking shoes. I'll you know honest, how long that must have taken <laughs> to find shoes that matched that okay. you know, My bike just got real dirty. I, I like my You know what? So I, I, I am okay. I am okay with women doing what they want to do and you know expressing their agency or whatever but I, the, the, here's what funny anecdote if you ever watch a women's afm race 
there are still people, there are still women on the side with like oh, the umbrella girls. Umbrella, yeah. girls. Yeah. Umbrella, umbrella girls. And it's like the women are racing and now you have these women umbrella girls. Okay. That's right. I guess this is how it works. I don't know. I mean, you it's, can hire it's them, a greater you know. philosophy, philosophical discussion about, you know, the patriarchy one girl and this who and doesn't, that, but like... It's just motorcycle Isn't shit. there one yeah. chick who's got guys that do it for her? I don't know. There's probably chicks... Sure. I mean, there's probably chicks In that France. have guys do it for them. The, the majority of... Things, uh, women in the motorcycling community, it's hard. Okay, completely valid statement. It is hard to get taken seriously in the motorcycle community as a woman. People laugh you off. They ask you if you're on your boyfriend's bike. They ask you if you need help moving your bike. They ask you where your pink gear is. They ask you all these asinine questions. But at the same time, suck it up. Move on. Asinine questions, asking you if you need help kickstarting a motorcycle that obviously is yours. That's so an asinine one question. Thing that is, I, I'm not offended at all by a bikini bike wash. Um, but one thing that is cool is, if you think about it, it actually bridges the gap between the Harley world and the sport bike world. They both have bikini bike washes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be honest. <laughs> patriarchal, uh, I, you know. Um, no, but uh, the, the only time it gets a little weird is I, had, I tried to do a bikini bike wash wash um and i guess people were offended by the 11 year olds that i hired <laughs> oh, oh no jesus i think what? that I, they worked for cheap i think that baseline what what needs to happen is women are getting into motorcycling it may not happen overnight um but it's happening and it's happening faster than a lot of people think there's a lot more women coming up in racing there's a lot more women right. coming up in wrenching like fucking michelle de salvo she's badass in both oh, and, yeah. and it's if it offends you get a chippendales bike wash yeah yeah well, that's that's one of the points that i was going to make is that that first of all if, if you if you're having a bike wash have a bike wash that'll cater to anyone have a couple guys go. out there find some local firemen who are willing to wear a speed up for the afternoon go. so you will have a lot of women who will turn up i would think oh. but the other thing i wanted to mention though is that i i don't have a problem with with a, a bike shop doing this as long as the women who are participating are, are treated respectfully because my concern is that this would open up the possibility for uh certain men to come in and think that they you know have you know can tell these women to do whatever whatever they want you know, and i don't want to see anything like that happen as long as these women are, are respected and treated properly no no problem as long as they're you, willing to do it and they're being paid for it fine you do realize that women can actually stand up for themselves oh, I right do. i do but what i'm saying though is that, that <laughs> i don't want there to be the expectation like the that men can come in and, oh hey honey well you know? i mean okay. look, yeah they can stand up for themselves but then you have sure, like shitty dudes they, who just get I super violent i don't want them to have to stand up for themselves I, is what I, i'm saying so I don't, I don't want them to be having, put in that situation. Having yeah, exactly. worked uh, quite a few jobs in in this main, like in this vein, <laughs> I've never had a situation where a guy has been out of line and hasn't been overcorrected by good not only other patrons but also staff also but that's your like, experience i've i also know quite a few other people who have a similar experience. There's always going to be an asshole out there, mm -hmm. but I like to believe that there's always going to be. Well, at least most of the time, there will be somebody there to correct that asshole, especially in a group setting. I would hope. That unfortunately, thank you, Jim, for that. Uh, so wait, thank, thank I, you. I, I want to say something real quick. I, I want to say something from a, uh, a non. Okay, yeah. Wow, Jamaica Jim is living up to his name. Uh, from like a non-emotional standpoint, because I could give a shit either way. Um, guys, girls, it doesn't matter. I, I just don't want anybody spraying water in my fucking airbox or doing something stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good point. But, uh, but 
real realistically, like the, like the whole thing is like, all right. So if you guys were to pose that question of like, let's get some dudes out here, like if you look at numbers, like if you look at any of the stuff that I know as far as marketing and and motorcycles, it's like even like people who follow us, like yes, there's a percentage of women, but and and they're <clears throat> fucking awesome. Like we have Sheila and all these, other, but like they're really passionate, and love and, and and love it. But um, it's a small number in in comparison to like the eighty eight percent of guys who follow us. So I mean, from a purely marketing standpoint, it's like this is what people sell. And if you watch any of our YouTube videos. Any of the videos th that I put up there with like just a woman on the front page or you guys in bikinis, it's fucking ridiculous. They're not even good videos, and they just like get three times more hits than the other ones. Why? It's not because women want to check out the girls in bikinis. Well, maybe they do, but it's because most of our I fan do. base is guys, yeah. uh, <laughs> except I mean, for them or whatever. Whatever. But that, that's kind of like so. It's like a reality-based thing. It's like if you if you really look at marketing, it that that's what it is. It's like there's a larger percentage of men who are, are in it, and it should push women out I think that if women want to have a, a, a say or something in motorcycles then stand up strong and fucking show up yeah, yeah. start your own people like do your thing and then don't fucking if I, don't see, out, I just think it's bike wash on a flyer I'm gonna be like uh, you know if I'm in the area I might check it out yeah if I see bikini bike wash I'm going hey Mike we should go check out yeah, bikes. Watch, I'll dude. fucking spit on my bike and bring it there. You know what I mean? He's right. He's got a good point. That's just that's the way it's. Can we get Ryan the if, muscle if hamster what, in more videos? If that's what people want to do, like I said, uh, you're. You're full I agency. You I, do what you got to do. That's fine. It's I just, legal. I people personally people think are making legal money. What's the yeah, problem? Well, and, that's okay. the, I'm just saying. Is they're not being objectified. Really? Well, really. I mean, that's the arguable. Arguable point here, philosophically. I, I can't make that call. I just think it's just all silly. Yes, so do so, I. Have you ever I'm, seen Bikini Girls bike wash a bike? I mean, are they going to tell you if there's a screw loose or if your chain needs like more tension? Well, or, you're not. You're not. You know, they're not oh doing it for that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, from a marketing standpoint, but, who's going right, to get their fucking bike done? If you I can just go back to that actual picture that we're talking about. I'd really like a sh I think I've got those same shoes. However... <laughs> They're fantastic shoes. They are fantastic shoes. However, I think, and I do stand to be corrected, I think that is an actual Ducati shot. It's not US, but I think that is a European Ducati marketing shot. It's yeah. a I'm real Italian girl. I'm looking at what she's wearing and promo. how she looks. That is a Ducati promo yes. shot yeah, from the factory. In the, uh, right, she's yes. not in a bikini. That's I a spent more time uh, ogling the bike. Than, and than well, you know, that's a, that's a that's a uh, Panigale. So she's probably actually pushing it because it's broken down again. <laughs> 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 nice. Well, thank you for those emails. That was really cool. Keep them coming. We will get to them. Hey, uh, real quick, I just wanted to give a little bit of gear review. So I found something really cool. I love it. So when I was at Phil's shop, I found this awesome jacket that Jim is modeling for us. Now, um, I just if, sat down. If, if anyone here isn't familiar with Carrazzo. Carrazzo. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know karate. <laughs> I don't know karate, but I know crazy. C-O-R-A-Z-Z-O. Carrazzo.com. It's a company that's out of Portland. 
Yes. And they make scooter gear yep. pretty much. Do they, they make years scooter years. skirts? No, they don't. Yeah. Yes, well, they do. They, they do. do. They, they do. have they a do scooter skirt. Kind. They're what's on clearance the, right What's now. the differentiation here between scooter gear and motorcycle gear? Is there a textile strength? Is there something to do with no, there's a like skirt. impact oh. speed? There's a skirt. So what I found is it's a little more fashion oriented. There was like a three quarter kind of almost a trench coat looking thing that would look boss on a Vespa. And some things with like racing stripes and colors and a little Italian styling. But what Jim is modeling here, um, this one looks like a, what do you call this kind of jacket? It's a shop jacket. jacket. It's a shop jacket. 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 So what I picked up, it looks like a just a navy blue shop jacket. It's like a Ben Davis. And it's very light and comfortable, but it and it's got a quilted inside and it actually has pads in the elbows, the shoulders, C- and the some rear. Pictures here. Is it C-rated armor? Do you know? What? Yeah, what rating yeah. okay. is it? Mm, oh, it's got sure. back too. It's pretty good though. I think it is CE rated if I remember correctly. Um, Coming from a purely protective standpoint, all I can think about yeah. is when Stan went down and he was wearing his mm-hmm. his, his full suit and everything moved on him. And this yeah. thing just seems so yeah. loose, it's just gonna it's just gonna wind up and ball up if you hit the ground. Yeah, you certainly need to size it. To your it yeah. doesn't really look like motorcycle. Yeah, unless you wear like two hoodies under that thing, I just I don't mm-hmm. see the protection. They have armored hoodies as well. That is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> There's a. I can't so, think of anything that would stretch and slide around more than the the legging company like that I got my Kevlar leggings mm-hmm. from has armored hoodies and the um, oh. the, <laughs> the Kevlar lining actually is body tight and then the hoodie is a baggy part. So there mm-hmm. there is a correct way to do. There, there is a correct way to do it. It's not going to feel like a hoodie, but it will look like a hoodie. It's just whether the, or not it's um, correct. How was the collar? We rode, we rode yesterday. So we rode yesterday. My it's only really complaint is at high speeds, the collar, because it's a typical like full-down collar, was kind of whipping my helmet. and mm-hmm. yeah. did I can hear that. Um, but otherwise, it's just very comfortable and lightweight. It's, it's like fabric, but too. it's also waterproof. Is it? Um, it is. Hmm. So I really I like a lot of the gear that they have at Carrazzo.com. Uh, wait, I just had a really good idea. Nice. Why don't we do a fucking bikini bike wash here? Next Sunday. Because they'll pay us to not do it. <laughs> be like then we're opposite. definitely doing it. Yeah. That's the truth. Are you um, offering your uh, services, Mike? No, I'm offering my wife. Um, yeah, and because <laughs> I'll, they, I'll Kat and Mary get, get into bikinis Emma. all the time. We don't have to ask them to. <laughs> yeah, Kat was wearing shir- shorts that came down to her upper back. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, I take where the pockets end and I lift it up about four inches, and that's where my shorts actually you can see end. See your shoulder blades. <laughs> that's all the that's all the rage. Sexy shoulder blades, as, you know. As long as we can have male representation. Yeah. Can yeah. we get Can we get Ryan? Equal we get, hiring. We know he can dance. I know. Yeah. I got to get Ryan back here. Uh, Ryan, so uh, Ryan yeah. So check sexy. out Carrazzo.com. I really like their style, and they have a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, the last thing I just wanted to have a quick conversation with all. Uh, something came up this week. When I was gone, Mike borrowed my dirt bike. And when I went out to the garage, I looked at the rear fender and it was janky. It was, it looked like the the rear subframe was bent. Uh-oh. And I had heard him say he had crashed a couple times. Just a little crash. Um, I wanted to see what everyone here thinks the code is like we know that there's a code when you're borrowing someone else's you break bike it, you, you, break it, you buy it, it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, break break it, you buy it. it you have to <laughs> fix it well no no 
But let's put it into words. What is the code? So it turns out that it wasn't actually the subframe. The plastic had popped popped out out. of the bolt and was, so the rear fender was kind of askew, and I had to put a fender washer behind it and fix it. But, um, you know, I expect if somebody takes my bike and it's damaged, uh, I expect that they'll... Did you know, know, replace some of his damage. Right. With the exceptions of things like on a dirt bike, if it comes back scuffed, I don't expect that. That's normal wear and tear, I find. Yet on a sport bike, if it comes back with a scratch, are you going to ask for it to be replaced? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I would do it. If broken, I would just... I mean, broadly speaking, if you borrow something, whatever it is, you need to return it in at least as good a condition Amen. as when you collected it. Yeah. Yep. So if it was a piece of crap when you borrowed it, there's no obligation to return it as an exhibit for Pebble Beach Bike Week. Unless right. you really want but to. On the, unless you really want to. <laughs> but the, the, the important thing is if you borrow somebody's bike and you blow up the engine, you need to get that engine built. Right. If you borrow somebody's bike and you wad it, yeah. But what if you it. what if you borrow the bike and you go ten miles and it blows up because there was no oil in it? Yeah, I feel Pre- like that's what yeah. you're saying. No, 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 like no, 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 no. Check the free ride oil. check. Check right. the yeah, oil. There's a free ride check, check that you gotta do check as your oil. Like check your tires. Check. Your that's why we're oil. having this conversation. Yeah. No, you gotta check it out because it's not your bike. Yep. You know, I check my bike out every time I go out, but I don't know if anybody else does. So if I'm going to borrow yeah, a bike, right. I'm going to do. Has it got oil in and it? Even, has it got gas? In you it? could it's got ask, air in the yeah. tires. And even more importantly, is your own safety. You know, besides just sure. the bike. Okay. You know, you you do that no matter what you ride. I think the weird clause would be like if you ask the owner. Is there oil or is or all this shit in here? Is it tip top? Are you hundred percent sure? If the owner goes yes, and then you say if this thing blows up down the street, it's your fault. Yes, and they say yes, then maybe you don't. You're you're not culpable. I don't know. Right. Right. I mean, also, you're running on prior agreements. Though, very yeah. Stance. So I recently had this experience with my truck. My friend Moyne, who took us to Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> Be good. He, um, you know, he came to California, and he, this guy, hand toured my butt through the Himalayas twice. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, you know, so I say, you're here, borrow my my Toyota Tacoma, and got a dirt bike, and man, he was just in heaven. And I said, bring it back with a full tank of gas, clean, and he did. But the tires were at 25 psi when they should have been at 40, and the exhaust manifold had blown both gaskets out between the two exhaust manifold pieces, and it was leaking like a sieve. But but here's the thing. Where Moyne is, who he is and what he's up to, he just doesn't know. Maybe the truck always sounds like that with a leak. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so so the the point of this is intent— where we need to judge it. When he brought your dirt bike back and the fender was popped off, did he even know it wasn't supposed to look like that? Now, if he knew and he didn't know how to fix it and he didn't say anything, that's his fault. But if he knew, he knew it was bad, and then immediately upon meeting you, he said, hey, Liza, I brought your bike, but this piece is funny and I think it I might have something right. to do with it. Can you help me out? So intent, right? It all boils down. So is there, is there anyone here who will not loan a vehicle out, will not own a bike, loan a bike out? It depends, depends on, on who it is. It depends yeah. on yeah. Who it depends is. on who. who it I won't lend to. shit to Charlie. I, I, I just want to make one one thing. There's when you are loaning a bike out, you as the loaner have to understand that there is a risk that this bike may never come back. 
yep. whether yeah. you know the person right. or not, you think they're good people. Exactly. There's some shitty people out there who will wad it or scratch it. And, or like they're just that good of a friend where they scratch it and then it's like uh, well you should pay for this well no I shouldn't you know it's like it, it could right. turn into a much bigger thing than it is so when, when you're loaning something out just remember you are taking that risk and unless there's some kind of contract set in place you're responsible ultimately for that unless they you know do insurance shit or something I just want to I want to what's my what was my response Oh, you said if you broke something, you'd you'd cover it. Thank you. Yeah, Kat, what do you got? Um, it's kind of kind of along the lines of what Doug said, but something my mom always said to me as a kid is, if you don't, if you can't live without this, don't ever give it to somebody else to look after. Um, if it's something, if it's your up the butt bike, or if it's a bike that's your sole transportation mm-hmm. to and from work, or if it's something that really you can't live without, don't, don't put it in that. somebody else's hands to fuck up because odds are. If they fuck it up, you're not going to be emotionally able to forgive them if they aren't able to repair it. And is it really worth losing a friendship over if it's something that's that that is the outcome or the possible outcome? So this whole conversation came up because when I thought it was the subframe, I I pulled knock aside and I was like, "Uh, dude, put me in check here. Like, is this something that I should make him buy a new subframe? Yes. Um, because Douglas, if, if it was that bad, because Douglas, there was a time when I had that XR250R and I loaned it out to somebody and it came back with bent bars. And I said, uh, the bars are bent. And Douglas, you said, well, that's the shit that happens on dirt bikes. You're not going to make him pay for a hundred dollar set of bars. And I was kind of taken aback. Like, so right. I was like, well, wait a minute. What is the code here? Well, I, I want to be clear. Uh, well, I remember I remember I borrowed your uh, TTR125 when Seamus took his ride to Nutshot <clears throat> Junction. And we, you know, we come back to the garage on Sunday, and I'm like, hey, Doug, you know, it was a good day, but Seamus hit this log doing about 30 and just <laughs> fucking launched. And, uh, and I, I told him, I said, I think everything looks okay. What do you think? And Doug's like, ah, oh, I think you geeked the, the shifter a little bit. So I bought a new shifter. And it's I think still it's still sitting in the bottom of my gear bag. Which is, but, you know, but, <laughs> but that's what you do. But the other thing is food, right? Like I borrowed uh, the pink pony from Adrian, and I'd wanted to fix the starter button on it, but didn't get to it. I said, fuck it. I made him like a gallon of chicken and dumplings. There you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. So there's no real straight across the board answer. It's, it's like it's really as long case as you, case. as long as you do your due diligence, if you fuck something up, it's like, like Jim with know, the intent. You're both right. you're both cool with it. Then yeah. I think it's situational. I don't really think that you know. I feel like I don't think there's an across the board kind of an answer that you're yeah. gonna get. I think it's like you know what kind of person are you because. Literally anybody who comes to my house, if they ride, I'm excited as fuck. And I got extra bikes. I'm like, let's go ride. You know, I don't even think. I said, if it breaks, I'll yeah. fucking buy a new one or I'll fix it. I'd rather have the moment and enjoy the time of riding. And, and if you enjoy it, we have it together. I That's can, more important than a fucking $50 piece or something. I, I work. You I know, can tell I you that um, years ago, I had a good friend come to visit me. And this is when I had the 900 SS Ducati. And um, I let her ride it. And I rode my BMW R1150RT. We were on nine and we stopped somewhere and then we came out and she forgot to put the kickstand up and the first left hand turn she kind of pole vaulted it knocked the rear wheel out and slid down the road um she was okay we were able to ride the bike back home but the side fairing was chunked up not cheap Right, I think it was about three hundred bucks mm-hmm. for another side fairing. So, but it also had like the bar end and the lever and right. the turn signal, a couple of things. I only made well. her pay for the for the side cover, 
and I kind of accepted the rest as these are little scratches. I'm not gonna, you know, make this a two footer bike. I didn't want to make her pay for everything. I thought that was a little rude, but I think a monetary value is really like a, a good, good place to start. Like you're like, yeah, you know, twenty thirty dollars, I'll fix it myself. But if you're talking like two hundred dollars, then then we're going to talk about you know you're going to pay for this or yeah. we'll split it, whatever. Insurance. I think that like yeah, I mean if the you if you had to get prices. insurance into it or. You know, like I said, if it's like, oh fuck it, you know, it's a handle or it's a it's a it's a brake lever, you know, I mean, whatever. What are you gonna track you down for fucking fifteen dollars? Get the fuck out of here. Cat brings up a good point. I I did that when I was younger. I had a uh, a GS four fifty ED. It was my only transportation, and I was like Mm -hmm. sixteen. I loaned it to a friend, and he dumped it. And he couldn't afford to pay me to even buy the parts to fix the bike, and I was on foot. Hmm. So there was an important lesson. Yeah. I think that there's also a, a thing um, don't borrow somebody's bike if you can't afford to fix Ex- it to own it that's a good point yeah. basically yeah. to own it um, basically to own it that's why mm. I don't ride I have a strict rule I know that everyone knows that I have this rule at this garage I don't fucking ride other people's bikes I don't have the money to drop like three grand I, I can if I needed that's, to I rode the shit out of R1 Rich's R1 is <laughs> like a $10,000 bike I, I would feel horrible if I was first of all if I hurt somebody's bike because I know how like emotional people are about their motorcycles they're not like cars they're they're part of you and beyond that I don't have the money the disposable funds to just buy somebody's motorcycle and you can't buy a, a motorcycle for somebody you can't just be like oh i'm sorry i crashed it here's another one well that's not mine i can tell you as somebody who um like i was recently riding a bunch of phil's bikes including that brand new out of the showroom f you know zero fx nice. i kept it in eco mode i kept it right. slow I, sure, yeah. I didn't hooligan at all. Well, there was a little bit of straightaway wheelies, but you know, um, for the most <laughs> part. Um, and I kind of expect if somebody like when I have borrowed dirt bikes, I ride it easy. I'm not going for it. And I kind of expect that if someone's borrowing my dirt bike, that they're not going for it. Yet I have seen Mike go for it. Yeah, yeah. but you know, this I don't is, do that anymore, though. This is exactly nah, he why. Was riding okay. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I'm saying that I think there's a code if you're the person borrowing that you should dial it down. Yeah. A bit. This is the yeah. reason why I don't go dirt biking because hold on, is this? I have no self control and I'll fuck people's shit up. You ride street <laughs> every day, knock. You I, have self control because uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's context is different. I, Isaac, oh, you even want to say something? Yeah. I, so I had an experience like this with um with a car. Actually, I was re- I was driving my friend's car and I was doing I was doing them a favor, but I hit a, a like by by helping to drive, but I hit a curb and I blew out one of the tires basically so um like in that like i I was doing them a favor but also it was totally my fuck up so i ended up like i paid for new tires i paid for their wheels to be aligned um and i like drove them to pick it up and stuff and so that was like basically i don't get on anything that i can't pay for and i don't let anyone get on my bike that i don't feel like is gonna like drive it safely who i like totally trust and who i have like uh, very like trusting relationship. So right, what you're right. saying is, yeah. it depends on if you want to remain friends with them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, and sometimes it's a sign of respect that I won't let someone ride my bike. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm I'm glad we got that clarified, and I'm my, glad I'm. That's to all, I, all my, out there now. It's I'm totally so clarified. glad that it, <laughs> right. it wasn't a bent subframe because I was kind of put in this position like, oh, geez, oh, I feel but you know like I, I don't want to ask him. But I know you wouldn't, yeah, but it's awkward to have. How do you know what's bent before he took it? Me. 
That's kind of like just general understanding of the social contract. I feel like in society, this, though, you know, it's not bike specific. It's just like yeah, it's it's yeah, being responsible. Don't, human don't being be shit. a douchebag. Yeah. It's like if you borrowed somebody's this? blender and you fucked it up, you know, you buy him a new blender. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, if you got unlimited money, take yeah. my bike. How many iPods can you put in that blender anyway? <laughs> <laughs> so, is, it, is it their iPod or yours? <laughs> right? Anyone's. Doesn't matter. Put them in there. Just buy them a new one. Again, if you're out there listening and you have an opinion you would like to add or a story you want to share. Or if you have an iPod, you just want to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> blender. Uh, you can borrow Doug's blender. Um, <laughs> I don't even know blender. what a blender. You can send it to us at RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. Um, I just want to check, is there any upcoming events anyone here wants to declare? Uh, Vampire's Dark Ride next month. I can't remember when. Okay. I didn't yeah. keep saying like that. The 20th? It's, it's like 25th or something. And then... And the uh, Vespa Club Los Gatos Three Peaks Challenge is yes. Saturday, August 6th. This actually sounds pretty cool. Yep. 250 miles around the uh, San Francisco Bay, hitting all the three tallest peaks. Mount Hamilton, Mount Diablo, and Mount Tabalpais. And you cool. will allow bikes, oh. right? Yes, we will. There's also a uh, ride in the back. You gotta ride in the back though. Very relevant. <laughs> There's also a party in your mouth. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, oh my Sierra, goodness. Sierra um, Adventure. What are we not having a bikini bike wash? Having <laughs> <laughs> a bikini bike wash. On July 30th, the SFMC is having their grand reopening of their clubhouse. Yes. So if you remember when they're here, Santa Bob was talking about all the work they did when they had to pull the floor out and everything. It's been what a, like a year and a half, I think. Yep. Um, so we're going to be up in the city doing the SFMC open house. Um, are they going to do a ride too? Um, I don't know if they're doing a ride. They're having an open house till six, and then they're having a party after that. So I don't know if that's open to everyone. And I just got to say, they had an awesome clubhouse before, and the the pictures that I have seen are just fantastic. The job that they've done, right on, it's beautiful. I think that's it to mention. um, Two events upcoming I have been to, I would go to again, but I believe I have my kids this year. First one, um, Sierra Adventure Rally. They have one in Colorado, one in California. It's at the China China Peak Ski Resort. They rent the whole resort. It's put on by the Bonnier Group, which owns uh, motorcyclists, dirt bikers. Their test riders come out. Industry people come out. Excellent event if you can attend three days by Shaver Lake um, in September. You have to look it up. Second thing is registration for the LA Barstow de Vegas should be opening okay. soon. Get signed up both days. It's a blast if you can do it. I can't do it this year. I did it last year. I will certainly be doing it next year again until uh, until I can no longer pick my bike up. All right, yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Great. Cool. And I think, uh, Zach, can you just tell everyone how to reach us? Sure. You can find us online at MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com, on Facebook at Recycle Santa Cruz, and you can send us an email at RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. And if you want to reach us by phone, you can call and leave us a voicemail at 831-291-5112. And uh, I feel like there's something I be, should be saying. I don't know. I'm just going to say thanks again. Well, to, Doyle rules. I'm going to yeah. say thanks again to Phil and to Doug and to yeah, Mark thanks, for Phil. covering while I was gone. I love it. Yeah, it was that fun. Yeah, it was a great cast. We sat down like five minutes before the show. Like, hey, what do you want to talk about? I love it that the, right, the, the garage and the podcast goes on even without my presence. And I think you guys had a really good report. And I laughed a lot. But cool. I kind of laughed just looking at your faces, too. So. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. Laughing, laughing at us, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. So I think we're ready to wrap up. Uh, this is Liza. I am Zach. Bagel. 
Emma. Douglas. Mike. Meow. Ah, this is not good. Yeah. Jim. Isaac. Jim. David. Uh, wait, which David are you? Duke. Oh, we got to train now. So it's Animal Dave and Dukaki Dave. Yeah, Animal Dave, Dukaki Dave, and in the peanut gallery. Yes, yes. Ashley. Ashley. Say hey. I think we're ready to get out of here. Cool, cool, cool. cool. cool.